Hi everyone, welcome back to the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast. In today's episode, we cover the topic of multifocal atrial tachycardia found under the cardiovascular section at MedBullets.com. Let's begin with the clinical snapshot. A 72-year-old man is admitted to the medicine floor for a chronic obstructive pulmonary disease exacerbation. On the second day, he reports feeling lightheaded and having some chest pain. His telemetry at that time reveals an irregular rhythm with a pulse of 120 beats per minute. Electrocardiogram reveals an irregularly irregular rhythm, tachycardia, discrete P waves before every QRS complex, and at least three different P wave morphologies. Let's continue with an introduction to multifocal atrial tachycardia. Clinically, it is defined as an atrial arrhythmia characterized by irregular and rapid rhythm, and it is associated with pulmonary pathologies. Conditions that are associated are specifically COPD. Risk factors include chronic lung disease, and in terms of the etiology, This may be due to decompensated chronic lung disease, such as chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, which is the most common underlying illness. Other etiologies include heart failure, structural heart damage, and methylxanthine toxicity. In terms of the pathogenesis, there are multiple sites of competing atrial activity, which causes irregular atrial tachycardia with multiple P-wave morphologies. Moving on to the presentation, some patients may be asymptomatic, However, symptoms may be precipitated by exacerbation of the underlying disease, such as COPD. Specific symptoms may include palpitations, shortness of breath, lightheadedness, syncope, and chest pain. And on exam, one will often note that the patient is hypoxic at baseline, and one will also note rapid and irregular pulses. In terms of further studies, an electrocardiogram will demonstrate irregularly irregular rhythm with more than 100 beats per minute. There will be polymorphic P waves with at least three different P wave morphologies. There will be discrete P waves before each QRS complex, and the PR interval varies from beat to beat. When making the diagnosis, remember that this is based on clinical presentation and electrocardiogram. With regards to the differential, make sure to think about atrial fibrillation, with distinguishing factors being that the electrocardiogram with atrial fibrillation will demonstrate irregularly irregular heartbeat with no discrete P waves before each QRS complex. Also think about atrial flutter, with the distinguishing factor being that the electrocardiogram demonstrates rapid regular rhythm in a sawtooth appearance of the waves. Also think about premature atrial contractions, which present with palpitations and ectopic P waves with a beat earlier than expected. In terms of treatment, the management approach involves avoiding beta blockers, since patients typically have underlying lung disease and beta blockers can cause bronchospasms. Another part of the management approach is that oxygen is usually given first, followed by medication. Specific medical options include non-dihydropyridine calcium channel blockers. This is indicated for all patients. Their mechanism of action is that this class of calcium channel blockers directly acts on the heart. It decreases atrial activity, and it slows atrioventricular node conduction. Specific drugs include deltiazam and verapamil. Complications related to multifocal atrial tachycardia include embolism and myocardial infarction. And lastly, with regards to prognosis, Remember that mortality is high, but often due to multiple medical comorbidities in these patients rather than from the MAT itself. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to multifocal atrial tachycardia, let's walk through some questions to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For the first question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 62-year-old woman with a past medical history of chronic obstructive pulmonary disease and heart failure presents with palpitations and shortness of breath. Her symptoms have been gradually worsening over the past two days. She reports recent sick contacts at her bridge club. Her temperature is 99 degrees Fahrenheit or 37.2 degrees Celsius. 
Blood pressure is 154 over 74. Pulse is 133 beats per minute. Respirations are 14 breaths per minute. And oxygen saturation is 90% on room air. Physical exam reveals bilateral wheezes and crackles on pulmonary auscultation. Bilateral lower extremity pitting edema and jugular venous distension are noted. An ECG is performed, which demonstrates a rapid heart rate with multiple ectopic foci with different P waves on ECG. Which of the following is the most likely diagnosis? And the answer choices are Choice 1, atrial fibrillation. Choice 2, atrial flutter. Choice 3, multifocal atrial tachycardia. Choice 4, sinus tachycardia. Or Choice 5, Wolf-Parkinson-White syndrome. The best answer to this question is Choice 3, multifocal atrial tachycardia. This patient is presenting with what seems to be a COPD and heart failure flare, given her wheezing, crackles, and lower extremity edema with hypoxia and tachycardia. In the setting of an ECG demonstrating a rapid rate with multiple ectopic foci of atrial depolarization as evidenced by multiple different types of P waves, multifocal atrial tachycardia is the most likely diagnosis. Multifocal atrial tachycardia occurs when multiple, such as three or more, ectopic atrial foci depolarize as seen with different P-wave morphologies, causing tachycardia. It is associated with COPD, heart failure, sepsis, and toxic or metabolic disturbances. The diagnosis can be supported with an ECG demonstrating a rapid heart rate and multiple different P-wave morphologies. The treatment is to treat the underlying physiologic disturbance, administer oxygen if the patient is hypoxic, replete electrolytes, and prescribe rate control agents. Beta blockers can be avoided in this condition if it is thought to be secondary to hypoxia from COPD as it can worsen the patient's bronchospasm and respiratory status. Cardioversion can be performed if the patient is unstable. However, the rhythm is likely to recur if the underlying cause is not treated. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 1. Atrial fibrillation with rapid ventricular response presents with an irregularly irregular rhythm without organized P waves. Treatment involves rate control agents such as diltiazem, metoprolol, or digoxin, cardioversion, or rhythm control agents such as amiodarone. Choice 2. Atrial flutter presents with a rapid heart rate, usually 300 beats per minute in a 1 to 1 conduction and 150 beats per minute in a 1 to 2 conduction and flutter or sawtooth waves and can be treated with rate control agents such as diltiazem or metoprolol or cardioversion. Choice 4. Sinus tachycardia has many etiologies including pain, infection, dehydration, and hemorrhage, and treatment involves treating the underlying cause. It would present with the regular rhythm with P waves before the QRS complexes. Choice 5. Wolf-Parkinson-White syndrome presents with a delta wave or a widened QRS complex with a slurred upstroke. Treatment involves procainamide and ablation of the aberrant tract. Finally, a bullet summary. Multifocal atrial tachycardia presents in patients with COPD with a rapid heart rate and multiple different P waves on ECG. For the second question, consider the following clinical scenario. An 86-year-old man with a history of COPD, hypertension, and diabetes presents to the emergency department with dyspnea and palpitations. He states his symptoms started one hour ago and have persisted. His temperature is 100.0 degrees Fahrenheit or 37.8 degrees Celsius. Blood pressure is 157 over 98. Pulse is 130 beats per minute. Respirations are 23 breaths per minute. And oxygen saturation is 90% on room air. Physical exam is notable for digital clubbing, bilateral wheezing, and an obese abdomen. 
An ECG is performed and demonstrates at least three distinct P-wave morphologies. The patient is given continuous albuterol hypertropium nebulizers with minimal improvement. Which of the following is the best next step in management? And the answer choices are Choice 1, amiodarone Choice 2, aspirin Choice 3, digoxin Choice 4, diltiazam Or choice 5, metoprolol The best answer to this question is Choice 4, diltiazam This patient presents with a likely COPD exacerbation given his history of COPD, wheezing, and hypoxia and is found to have multifocal atrial tachycardia on ECG, which is best managed with deltiazam. Multifocal atrial tachycardia, or MAT, is an arrhythmia most closely associated with severe underlying lung disease, such as COPD. It is characterized on ECG by a rapid rate with at least three distinct P-wave morphologies preceding the QRS complexes. Other etiologies for MAT include electrolyte disturbances, especially hypokalemia and hypomagnesemia, and medication effects such as from isoproteranol and the phosphodiesterase inhibitors theophylline and aminophylline. The management is to first treat the COPD flares with steroids, nebulizers, and BiPAP. The best rate control agent is a calcium channel blocker such as diltiazam or verapamil. Beta blockers are generally not preferred as they could lead to bronchospasm given their beta-2 blockade. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 1. Amiodarone is an antiarrhythmic agent that could be used for rhythm control in atrial fibrillation. It is generally not preferred when compared to rate control. Choice 2. Aspirin is the best initial step in management when a patient presents with chest pain when there is suspicion for acute coronary syndrome. Choice 3. Digoxin is a rate control agent that blocks AV node and may be used second line in atrial fibrillation. It increases myocardial oxygen demand. However, it also increases cardiac contractility, which is useful when patients are borderline hypotensive. Choice 5. Metoprolol is an appropriate agent for treating arrhythmias such as atrial fibrillation with rapid ventricular response. However, it generally should be avoided in COPD given that it could cause bronchospasm or at least reduce the efficacy of albuterol. Finally, a bullet summary. Multifocal atrial tachycardia is best treated with oxygen, steroids, albuterol hypertropium nebulizers for the underlying lung disease such as COPD, and a rate control agent such as verapamil or diltiazam. That's all for this review about multifocal atrial tachycardia. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, We'd be thrilled if you considered leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast.